0: How are we going this morning? Good. We're into summer, hey? Some crazy weather. Um, but it's good to be in 2020. Who's excited about 2020? That's very Australian, isn't it? 2020? Um, this is the first time i preached for this year, and I'm really excited. Just got a little bit of time. And, and so I want to open the Word of God, and I think there's just a, a theme Who reckons our communion cups have got louder or something, hey? Everyone thinks it, but no one says anything, hey? That's all right. Um, You know, I think there's a theme, just even in our prayer meeting this morning, and what Sarah Sarah shared, and yeah, Sarah and Sarah, same deal. Um, But this morning, I want to talk to us about um, heart or habit, And, you know, I think even as Sarah touched on it, we can get it into the start of a new year and create good habits and good disciplines and things in our life. Um, But I want to question this morning a little bit of our heart attachment to some of those things. And and, and for me, I I think habit and discipline is really important, um, but it's got to be more than just discipline. And and so I want us to open the word this morning and look at um, one of my favourite psalms and I hadn't read this for a little while, but I, when I flicked open my Bible, I, you know, I was prompted to go back to it, and there I'd highlighted some sections in it. But it's Psalm 27, and I'm just going to take a few moments and read that, uh, read that to you from verse 1 through to 14. Um, and it says, The Lord is my, salva- is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. This is my favourite part. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. O God of my salvation. Even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence, yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous, yes, wait patiently. You know, David wrote this psalm and, and we see through even through this psalm the up and the down of where his heart was at. And I don't know about for you, but you know, I think we go through life with ups and downs, and and even as we look through the psalms that David wrote, um, they're, they're up and down. He vacillates from God, you're awesome, to God, I'm dying and help me, and I'm hopeless. And there's this continual up and down that we see through his life. There's this emotional roller coaster, you know. As we start the new year, as I said, I want to talk to us today about heart or habit. Uh, we caught up with Simon and Katie for New Year's Eve and we hung out. We went down to Coronet Bay and watched some amazing fireworks and um, we, you know, had pick and blanket and great food and all that sort of thing. And just in our conversation, Simon said to me, oh, so um, do, you, do you set New Year's resolutions? And I'm like, mm, I'm not really into New Year's resolutions. I'm a bit more like, oh, well, let's just keep improving life as we go along. And he said, yeah, I'm the same. And so we had a good chat about that, that thought that, well, let's not just wait for a moment in time, but let's continually work on our, our lives. Oh, I think that's true, but I don't know about you, but routine of life can just take over even if we think that that's what's going to happen, you know? And the start of the year is an opportunity for us to go, I'm going to change this, or I'm going to take a moment and review where life is at, um, you know, we can fall into a habit of just doing what we've always done. You know, we can get up... I think they say, and I haven't got any stats, but through the first couple of weeks of January, gym membership sales go through the roof. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Hey, I did not sign up for the gym. I don't need to, as you can see. Um, it's true. Tim, Tim Gadsby and I are going to have an arm wrestle later and I'll show him who's boss. Um, <laughs> If you don't know who Tim is, Tim, um, Tim's away this morning, but he's a, a national arm wrestling champion. And so anyway, I joke. Um, but, but, you know, we can get into the routine of life. And, and this morning I want us to really question, uh, is our heart attached to the habits that we create? You know, we need to determine these moments where we're at, where we're going, evaluate where life is at. And I think creating discipline is important. Uh, you know, Sarah shared this morning, um, and I'm doing the same thing, I want to read through the whole Bible in a year. There's so many great tools you can do on an app, and it even figures it out for you, and you just wake up in the morning or in the evening, whatever suits you, and you can read what it, uh, what it is for the day to get through the Bible in a year. And that's a good discipline. But if I got up and I just did that because I felt I had to tick a box, because that somehow connected my goodness or my godliness Um, then it's pointless. There's got to be a heart attachment for me going, God, I want something in this moment. When I sit down and read your word, I want there to be something that comes to life in that moment. I don't want to just go tick and get to the end of year, stand at New Year's Eve next year and go, well, I read my Bible. That that just becomes a thing that we do, a thing that we tick off um, and, and, and just move on with. You know, I think for the majority of us, Maybe it's just me, but we want to live a life that's full of God. I think whether we, whether we create things around our life um, for those disciplines, I, th- I think inherently, even the fact that we're here today, we want to be more like God. We want to seek after Jesus, but often we don't know how or life gets in the way. But ultimately, there's something in our heart that says, God, I want to be more like you. I want to seek after you. I want to draw into you. You know, as that psalm said, the one thing I ask, you know, if we could wipe away everything else, put aside um, working, you know, all the different things, maybe school or, like, the obligations that we have in our life, ultimately, if the one thing that we were left with was to seek after God each and every moment of every day, wouldn't that be incredible? And, And the balance for us living in life is to find the cohesion between all of the stuff that we do and strengthening our relationship with God. And creating habits and discipline is part of that, but we've got to have our heart connected to that. I talked a moment ago about how fit and healthy I really am and how I don't need to go to the gym. I used to run. You wouldn't believe it, but I used to run. Sarah's laughing at me. She's taking videos, so I better tell this story quickly. I used to run a lot when we lived in Torquay, um, but I I felt like an obligation to do that. I'd get up really early in the morning. i got up. I would go out, run my 5Ks or whatever. I hated every metre of it. How long do you reckon that lasted for? Not so long. And so what I would do, I'd be good for about two weeks, maybe three at best, and I'd get to that sort of habit-building moment where it was like 21 to 28 days and it sort of dropped off. And then what would happen is we'd, we'd go somewhere on a holiday and I'd go, oh, it's, the weather's really nice, so I'll start running again. And I'd do it for like three days and then, you know. Uh, but what I discovered was my heart wasn't really in it. I felt obliged to for my health and, and that's all good. Um, and because it was a good thing to do that I would go out running. Didn't enjoy it. So now I just, like, people go, oh, what do you do? I go, nothing. (laughs) So what do you do for fitness? Nothing. And then I feel in my mind that I have to justify that, and I I work hard in my garden, which I do do, and my ride on mower's broken down, so I was out pushing half an acre of lawn yesterday and killing myself. Uh, But, you know, I realised in those moments that my heart wasn't really attached. Now, if I've gone, I love running, and maybe it takes a habit to start to build that, that desire, Um, but if there was truly a heart connection, there would have been the continuation of that. Um, You know, when when we look at our relationship with God, I think a habit is a good way to start off, but what can happen is it can push us into a place of being religious about that relationship. So if I got up and I've gone, okay, I'm going to read my chapters of the Bible today, or I'm going to come to church because I have to, then what happens is there builds a religious nature in our heart that says, well, I'm just doing this to tick a box. I don't want to live in that place. I don't know about you. But I want to live in a place where my heart's actually connected to God, going, God, I want to seek after who you are. I'm going to create some habit and things in my life to help me get there. But God, I want to have a heart that yearns after you. I want to create a discipline um, that seeks after him but ultimately a heart that wants to live in his, um, in his presence all the time. You know, we need revelation and encounter with Jesus to truly make the difference. You know, I, I think we, we create these disciplines hoping for revelation and encounter. And those things come, even coming into God's presence on a Sunday morning, you know, with others. There's a moment where the Holy Spirit can move and we can put ourselves in a place of encounter but they're the moments, I don't know if you've ever had those moments, but you don't forget them. Maybe you've been in a in a service or in a conference or just in church or maybe just on your own where God has come and done something in your life and an encounter's happened where you go, I will never forget this moment. They're the things that make a difference. They're the things that you go, God, I'm seeking after you. Maybe there's been a revelation where it's like there, there's just maybe something God has spoken into your life where there's just been an eye-opening moment of who God is or what he's going to do for you or what he's done for you or where you're going. They're the moments that define us and they're the things that we should be seeking after. You know, habit helps form structure for our heart connection, as I've said that. But I think there's a bunch of things, and I haven't got time to go, or go through a whole list, but here's just a few things that I thought um, would help us today that stop our heart connection. The first one is fear. In Psalm 27, in the first verse of that, David writes, The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? That's a good point, hey? If we truly believe that God's protecting us, why would we be f- afraid of anything? But we're afraid of things. I was talking to Di Thatcher just before the service, and she and Lauren and Rach have just been on incredible trip through New Zealand. And she did that dropping swing thing, like a bungee jump thing. She said she's never been more afraid of anything in her life. I don't know if that's okay, but uh, I share that. I've have now. <laughs> but but truly, hey, who knows? There's things that we're afraid of. Maybe it's just um, there's just things in your life that you've had to journey through in relationships, in, in just everyday life, or maybe it's something crazy like jumping off a cliff. Whatever it is, there's things that we're afraid of in our human nature that stop us moving forward. And there's things that stop us um, moving forward in God and, and limit where our heart can actually go. Maybe it's our vulnerability. Maybe it's our openness to what God might come and do because of maybe prior um, hurts. Um, so fear is one of those. Number two, distractions. Who knows distractions are distracting? I was... That's profound, isn't it? Now that is going to go on Instagram with my photo today. I was sitting outside on Thursday. It was a beautiful morning preparing... Um, you know, and writing some notes and rereading some stuff and the dogs running around chasing birds and, and you know, kids are coming out and, you know, Facebook's there and, you know, there's just life distractions. Um, but, but those, if, if I just put aside all distraction, who knows, that's where we can have a connection with God, uh, where we, we can put those things. And David even says in verse three, even if I'm attacked, I'll remain confident. So when those things come, let's remain confident in what God is going to come and do in our our connection to Him. Let's stay focused on Him. The other one of those things that um, is good and bad is routine. I'll just get up and do the same thing I've always done. This is what I've always done. My whole life has been like this. I'm going to do the same thing as I did last year. And, And that's why at this time of year it is a great opportunity for us to evaluate where we're at. Create new routines. Uh, verse 11, David says, teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path. Shouldn't that be a daily prayer for us? For us to so go, God, hey, I'm walking like this right now. There's some stuff that I, uh, I wish I didn't do or wish I did do. Help me. Lead me along the right path. Um, just as the team come, and I've only preached short today, but that's okay. But here's some ways that I reckon we can work on our heart connection to God. Number one of those is intention. We do need that habit-forming, intentional decision-making in our life. If you go, I just hope I'm going to read the Bible this year, um, it's probably not going to happen. Or I hope that maybe when I wake up on Sunday morning I might come to church. Uh, We've got to still make decisions to create discipline in our lives. We shouldn't be ruled by that discipline. We should allow the, the the heart connection to God and that desire to grow and for us to not take, uh, tick a box. Um, but but David says, verse six, at his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, Lord. Uh, it says here, I will offer sacrifices. Didn't say, well, if I feel like it on the morning or the day, he's made a pre decision to do that and be intentional. Number two is encounter. And again, this is not an exhaustive list. We could spend ages on these things. Let's position ourselves ready and expected for encounter with God. Let's position ourselves. It requires us to have our heart open, maybe to be in an environment like this, Maybe it's just in your car or in your home to go, God, I'm going to take a moment where I want to have an experience with you, where I want to have an encounter with you. Verse eight said, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Maybe God's spoken something into you and it's just sitting dormant. It's going to require an encounter to come and And bring that thing alive for us to actually position ourselves ready and expectant. Number three is revelation, time. You know, revelation and relationship only come through time. The more time I spend with someone, the more I get to know them. And the more I get to know someone, the more I know about what they like, what they don't like, the way that they communicate. The way they communicate to me, the way I can communicate to them, and it's the same with God. For us to have a revelation or a download from Him, it's going to take time. That that Psalm sums it up so well, verse fourteen: "Wait patiently for the Lord." Who's patient? No one's patient. It's hard, hey, to be patient. We're just used to this life that everything's here right now, ready to go whenever we want it in an instant. But it's hard to be patient. I don't know about you, but I find patient a waste of time. Isn't it? I, I sat with my kid, our kid, and I'm tight for time, but so I'll go quick. Last night, our kids spent like a whole afternoon making this board game, right? out of boxes and bottle caps and all these sort of things they come up with all these rules that i can't understand it's called game of bones it's about dinosaurs anyway i haven't got time to go on the whole story they said dad dad after after dinner you gotta play game of bones with us and i'm like sure took everything inside me to be patient to spend time with them is that really bad but to sit there and go, explain the rules again with this dinosaur, eats that dinosaur and moves around the board. You know, we've got a loving father that doesn't think like that. He, he he's, has all the patience in the world for us. But we've got to create a patience in ourselves to say, God, I'm prepared to create time, create space, not try and drive my own agenda not try and make something happen. Be patiently, uh, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I wonder for us this year what habits we can create but connect them to our heart. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. What do you want to see this year? What does 2020 look like? what What looks different to previous years? What habits maybe do you start off on at the start of the year, but because of lack of heart connection, they just fall to the wayside or you feel like you're just ticking a box? What will make the difference in your life this year? For me, I think this is my scripture for the year. The one thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord. Every day to wake up going, God, besides everything going on, you're my number one focus today. I just wonder if we could close our eyes for a moment. The team are going to quickly sing a song. And, and and as we do that, I just wonder if there's something in your heart that's responding to the Lord to say, yeah, I want to create the right disciplines, the right habit, but more than that, I want to create a a heart connection to you, Lord, this year, like never before. Maybe you've been in a place of faith for many, many years. You know who Jesus is in your life. Maybe that's a new thing. No matter where you're at in your faith journey, God can come and meet you where you're at, and so I just want you and yourself to respond. And then as the team sings, why don't we all stand and just declare that this year to be a year where we're going to choose to push into Him like never before. Have a heart connection to Him. Lord, this morning, I just pray that You'll speak to us. God, as we've had the best intentions and we create disciplines in our life, Lord, that you will just do something through your Holy Spirit to connect our heart to yours. Lord, I think for all of us, our heart desire is to dwell in your house, is to dwell in your presence, to seek you first, to to seek after you for, for every decision. Lord, I pray this morning that you'll see our heart. We declare in Jesus' name that we're yours. That we're going to seek after you and Lord we know that you come to us that you love us and you care about us hey what a great message thanks for joining us here at Resound Church we pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God while you're online why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.